It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. If you like the 2023 offensive tackle class, I'm going to tell you right now, I think 2024 is going to blow them out of the water. Who is OT1? We'll discuss all of that next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network and your favorite and local running back guru. And of course, you know what you know what it is. The champ is here with me every day, like always, Monday through Friday. My boy Keith Sanchez. You can find him on Twitter at the Talent Code. Keith, talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network. Man, in 2019, national champ. Yes, those LSU Tigers, the greatest football team to ever take the football field, man, in college football, man. But guess what, man? You know why we're here. We're here to bring you championship-level content surrounding the NFL draft, man. Myself, Damian Parsons, and DP. Man, we're keeping this thing rolling, right? We are going through the introductory phase, man, of introducing the family, our listeners, to each position group, this 2024 NFL draft class. And, you know, we, we went through some of the position groups, right? And then our guy, I'm, I have to bring up his name. I'm going to look his name up real quick, man. He hit us up. He said, hey, he said, are y'all going to talk about offensive tackles? Because my San Francisco 49ers need some mm-hmm. offensive tackle help. And I said, you know what? We're going to do that, man. We have some really talented offensive tackles. But DP, there, there's, there's, a, there's a clear group right at the top. Like, I, I feel as though there's a clear group at the top. Man, so let's kick it off. Who's the first name you want to throw out for these? Because this potentially, like, we're talking about perennial Pro Bowl as tight talent at the top of this offensive tackle class. Who do you want to kick it off with? Man, I, I got to start with the guy that I, I gave the, you know, a high first-round grade to, Keith, and that's Joe Alt from Notre Dame, 6'8". Listen, by the, we all know the websites on, on, for the schools aren't always accurate, but I'm pretty sure he's around 6'7 to 6'8". You know what I mean? 6'8", 315 pounds. This young man's a former tight end, and he played basketball in high school. And very similar, if you remember the narrative, guys, around DeWan Jones from Ohio State, the right tackle, people love, even though when you typically when you see a guy that size, Keith, I remember two years ago, it was, uh, I forget the big guys, the big right tackle's name. He's, he's in Baltimore now. Uh, but we saw him down at the, at the Senior Bowl in 2021. Uh, yes, yes, Fa Lele. Fa, whatever. But yes, him. Uh, you know what I mean? He was a, another big guy, but he didn't move like a Dewan Jones, right? Like he didn't have the, the lateral agility and the nimble feet. When I watched Joe Alt, and, and, and this is a guy that, you know, this, the, everybody's telling me on Twitter he has 34-inch arms. Um, and, and when he uses them correctly, guys, you can tell. 
But he's he can when he locks out, when he punches with good timing and uses the right hand carriage, not have his hands low or wide. Uh, you know, you see a young a, a tackle that could be a perennial all pro. I'm talking about franchise cornerstone type of tackle. Good movement, lateral agility to mirror and match rushers, passes off twists and stunts incredibly well. But what I love is not just the physical stature and tools, guys, but I love his IQ to 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 see things kind of happening before they happen, right? To as he's dropping off and if he's uncovered, it's because he knows there's a rusher coming from an opposite angle because they're throwing those twists and those defensive line games at him. And he, and he just picks them up so well. He's a great tandem and duo blocker in the run game. I think he's more of a zone fit, which we talked about on the Mock Draft Monday episode or Tuesday because we did it on Tuesday. Uh, when we, we did our Mock Draft way too early Mock Draft, we had him going to the Titans. And I'm like, this is a perfect fit. And, and I think it really would be a perfect fit. This this guy, man, I'm, I'm, I was thoroughly impressed Keith, you know, family, I, I was certainly impressed with this young man. And I'm excited to see him because he's still got some technical and uh, mechanical things that he has to work on. But mm-hmm. those things are coachable. Yeah, yeah. And I, I haven't got eyes on Joe Holt yet. You did a great job of, you know, breaking down, giving a synopsis, um, giving our listeners a, a perspective. But, man, I'm, I'm going to go with the guy that would have been offensive tackle in this year's class for me. And that's Penn State's offensive tackle. Olu Fashanu, man. I, I I really like everything about this guy. You give me big, you give me athletic, you give me smooth, you give me a finishing temperament, right? And then he's young too. That, that's the thing, man. He's he's growing, he's still developing as a as a pass rusher, but also his body is still developing. So I'm expecting him to get even stronger. So when you talk about the top of this class, yeah, I think there's gonna be a, a Joe Oat, right? To offensive tackle from Notre Dame, you just talked about, and I think it's gonna be a a, a Penn State. Olu, you know, Olu Fashano, right? That's offensive tackle, but DP, man, clip this up, man. Cause I have another name that I want to introduce into this conversation. All right. We've talked about Olu Fashano. We've talked about Joe Out. JC Latham, offensive tackle from Alabama, will be in this discussion for offensive tackle one. I just finished it up, and guess what? He has everything that you want in an offensive tackle, man. The guy is big, he's strong, he's powerful, he has nimble feet this guy is quick out of his pass set he can get depth he plays with good tempo he plays with physical temperament he plays right tackle but we're going to see if he does the traditional Alabama offensive line move where he goes from right tackle to left tackle and if he does that he would definitely be in the conversation for offensive tackle again so once again invoke the name J.C. Latham into this offensive tackle one conversation because he has all the physical tools necessary and he's going to push Olu Fashano and Joe Oak for offensive tackle one. Keith, I, I love that. I love I it, man. It. I love it. I absolutely love it because, as I, as I said in, in the opening of this, the 2024 class, in my opinion, Keith, has the potential to almost blow 2023 out of the water. Like, I, yeah, I, I see it already. Like, so this this class, and, and I hope people hear the excitement in our voice right through this podcast. They were like, okay, this must be the real deal. I think this is the real deal. Like, this this class will rival more of the 2022 NFL draft class mm-hmm. where we had, yep. you know, what we had. We had Icky. We had uh, Icky and Kwanu. Uh, Neil. We had Evan Neal. We had um, what Trevor Penning went in the first round. We had, oh, it, I think Amanda it was five offensive tackles. Yeah, uh, Charles Cross. Yes. So we, we have, I think it was five offensive tackles and maybe even six went in the first round. So it's, this class is going to be 
similar to that, and we'll see if it's even better because we know there's always names that pop up. And, and to my J.C. Latham point, right, I couldn't help but think of Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright played right tackle, right? And this was a guy that he went majority of the draft process as what? maybe a, a, a second rounder or a third rounder. Then as they got closer to the draft, people just started appreciating his ability to just play offensive tackle. There was no, you know, it, there wasn't a physique that was like, oh man, this guy looks like a Greek god, god a Greek god or anything like that, right? Or it wasn't that he has these great measurements or he runs a 4-9-4-8-40. It was like the guy could just simply play football, play offensive tackle. And guess what? You've seen appreciation of it. And then now he was what, a top 10 pick? And so that's why I, I kind of say that there's going to be more names that emerge from this list. We threw out the name J.C. Latham that no one is really talking about as a perennial potential offensive tackle one. I think there will be more names to kind of throw into this conversation. But, D.P., I think we did a really good job, man, of, of scraping off the top, right? We're talking about elite caliber players, but we just said, right, they're going to be more names. So I'm getting excited, man. I hope people hear it in my voice. I'm excited to go into this next tier, this next level of offensive tackles, because there's even more guys. You have an offensive tackle in Arizona we have to have a conversation about, right? So after this, we're about to transition into this next tier of offensive tackles that could potentially be first rounders still. So coming up next, man, me and Damian Parsons, we are getting into the offensive tackle tier two conversation. Looking for a delicious snack and you don't want all the sugar and calories. And guys, I have just a thing for you. You need to try the best tasting protein bar ever. That's Built Bar, Built Puffs. You got to try it. You won't be disappointed. If you're like me, you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste and flavor. Uh, and I promise you, I got just a thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs, they taste amazing and they're healthy for you. And they taste so amazing that you wouldn't even realize that they're healthy for you. So I promise you, give it a shot. Give it a try. They have good flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and as you know, my favorite, cookies and cream. I got to I gotta try some other ones just so I can tell you guys about them. But what's really good about them is that it makes them taste so well is that they're made out of 100% real dark chocolate. You heard me correct, 100% real dark chocolate. You can do all, You can be like me and go to your local Walmart and, and grab a four-bar box and get, give it a test try, right? Or you can go to Sam's Club and buy them in bulk and get the special specialty flavors there or you can just go to builtbar.com use our promo code locked on 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your next order is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That I don't even know if I want to call them second-tier dark horses. This, this offensive tackle class, guys, is much deeper than what, what people really probably thought about coming in. And one of the guys, Keith, I want to ask you about, you know, from your time of recruiting, because it feels like this guy's been in college for like 17 years. And that's Zion Nelson over at Miami. Did you recruit him? If so, what's some of your thoughts on him from, from your time, you know, in recruiting? Yeah, so you talked about him feel like he's been in college a while. Well, just imagine recruiting him from high school, right? So I've probably been hearing the name Zion Wilson for probably about eight, nine years, right? Because because of the, you know, he had to do the three years in high school and then out of four or five years in college. Um, but now, nah, man, Zion is is a is an athlete, right? Like that that's where people they're gonna 
talk about the measurables. So you're talking about the arm length, you're talking about the wingspan, and you're talking about the athletic profile, and you're just hoping that he can put everything together. And we know that the most difficult thing to teach, right, is the, the arm length and athletic profile for offensive tackles. Like you can't, like generally speaking, usually can't teach having good feet or being a good athlete. And people continue to try to buy into Zion Nelson because of that. Now, the question is this, is he going to put everything together, right? Because like we said, he's been in this, you know, draft space for probably three to four years. Now it's like, okay, is this finally the year that he's going to put everything together? And DP, I, I like continue to just throw out names, right? I'm looking and I had to go to those Georgia Bulldogs. And I said, man, they've 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 done Warren McClendon, right? They did Broderick Jones. Then the year before, they had my guy who got drafted to the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, they play offensive tackle for him. Oh, uh, Jamari Salyer, yeah. Yeah, Jamari Salyer, right? So they're they're building a pipeline of offensive tackles, much like Alabama, that go to the NFL. This year, who's next up, in my opinion, is Amarius Mims, offensive tackle. He is next up. You're talking six six. 300 plus pounds talking about a big guy that's powerful that can move that's athletic that's nimble he's another guy that you know what you need to do put him on your radar put him on your radar because he checks all of the boxes when it comes down to athletic profile standpoint so if he hits and then when i mean hit i'm talking about just gets everything together on the field then you're talking about another round one guy because you can't teach 6'6 330 pounds that can move and that's a good athlete and you talk about that, Keith, and I, I'm glad you brought him up because I was going to bring him up, you know what I mean, you know, in, in terms of Mims. But one of my favorite guys is Jordan Morgan over at Arizona, 6'6", 320, good mover, uh, great I've heard about him. Of- I, I, haven't, I haven't seen – I've literally Watch haven't him. seen any film on him. And I'm talking about, like, not even an ESPN highlight. I haven't seen that one. Of course not. He's at Arizona. Too. He's at okay, Arizona, I'm, of course. And I think, <laughs> and I, I, if I remember correctly, I think he got hurt this year. So like he, if he didn't, yeah, if he didn't get hurt this year, if I remember correctly, um, I think it was like back towards the back end of the season. Uh, um, I think he probably would have came out. But you know, like I said, excellent awareness, be able to, like we talked, like I talked about with Joe, oh, being able to handle those stunt, those stunts, blitzes, uh, being great in combo blocks. I, I saw a guy with with power. Uh, be able to overwhelm guys at the po- at the point of attack and and really drive guys off the football, right? Like, and then as well as being able to use a variety of sets, diagonal sets, quick um, and, and jump sets to be able to meet guys and not just meet them at the apex. Don't even allow them to get to the apex by quick setting them and getting right to them so they can't build them any momentum, right? So I have to believe I don't know his arm length because you know, like I said, like they don't really have a lot of that stuff available until we get to the draft cycle. But you know, like that mean streak, the the aggressive and physicality he plays with in the run game and typically you know i think they run more of a if i remember correctly they run more of a kind of spread offense at arizona uh you know over there on the west coast so i'm excited to watch him fully healthy play a, a full season again and really showcase his skill his skill set because like i said with, with zion nelson jordan morgan uh mims that you mentioned man th- this offensive tackle class and there's even more names that we'll get into as well but just you get excited about guys that that looked apart. I got like I said, I'm, I'm 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 big on. I'm not one of those people that like harp on size and height and weight. But when guys hop off the when they hop off the busters and they look like football players and then they play like it, you get excited. I mean, there's, for them, there's, there's probably nothing better in the world, right? When you when you have a guy that looks like when you when you're watching film and you have a guy that looks like a dude and then he plays like a dude. Yes. It's like, oh, man, this is heaven, man. I found out what heaven looks like. It's a game changer, <laughs> baby. It's a game changer. 
Nah, man, but hey, we could continue to go with this. And, you know, we look at these guys, we're talking about, you know, hopping off the bus. I'm hearing I'm hearing a, a lot of a, a lot of noise about Wisconsin offensive tackle Jack Nelson. I'm here like in, in, in the sense of the fact of he's cut from that Wisconsin cloth. Right. Uh, one of our scouts were able to, you know, get, get some eyes on him. They're like, hey. This guy has potential to be a real dude. Like he's he's physical. Um, he's a good athlete. He can play out in space and he he checks the measurables box, right? He's 6'6, 300 pounds. And we keep saying that, right? Because that's usually the threshold somewhere around there, the 6'5, 6'5 and a half to 6'6, 300 pounds to be able to take on that kind of bull rush. And when those, when those defenders want to play with power, um, you can anchor down. So Wisconsin has an offensive tackle also. So I mean, we already, I think, eight people deep right when it comes to the <laughs> offensive tackle class and we have even more man and these names that we're going to bring up next dp these are names that i, I want to bring up because i'm familiar with and in, in some you know some sense um and they may have transferred to different situations or they you know just have different situations overall so i want to talk about these names and these are real deep name pools but like we said there's always offensive tackles that emerge out of nowhere trevor penning first round pick he was relatively a quote-unquote nobody until we got halfway into that season. So these names that we bring up, man, we're expecting them to be true factors when it comes to the 2024 NFL draft. So coming up next, man, we're doing a deep dive on these offensive tackles. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That deep dive, Keith, and one guy that I had, I had him like listed in the second segment, but I didn't get, a, I didn't get a chance to get to him. Was Kingsley Suamatea uh, from BYU? And like, as we just continue to talk about, six six seems like that that benchmark for these tackles in this class. Because there's a lot of six five, six six guys listed, and, and you're talking about being six six, uh, about 310, 320. Agile mover, good footwork, and then you see the power. A guy that's that when he's asked to pull, he can get out there and he's a hunter. And that anytime I see guys that pull, I want I look at the demeanor, Keith. And, and what are you doing as a puller? Yeah, you can lead block for me, but are you hunting down people at the second and third level to go ahead and clear that space and, and create what, what, what was uh Merrill Hodge that used to be on, on ESP all the time? He said, Seal and a seal, give me an alley as a running back. That's all I want, baby. If you can seal, seal, and then give me a truck to drive behind through that alley to lead me to 30 yards upfield, that's what I want. And Kingsley gives you all of that good arm length, like I said, good footwork, can move laterally, good athlete. Those are the type of guys that when you talk about 
taking a deep dive into names that you should know. I didn't even get to do your catchphrase, awaken you up, but the alarm clock is going off, ladies and gentlemen. These are guys that you need to that you absolutely need to know, Keith. But tell me somebody else that that that, that the family needs to hear about. No, no, I'm I'm about to throw it right back at you real quick because this is a guy that that popped off to me. Um, and that's and that's Notre Dame's offensive tackle, Blake Fisher, the guy that plays on the other side. I want to ask yeah. you, DP, because I know you watched Joe out. Did, was this a guy that popped off to you? And, 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 you know, in the sense of the fact of, I can see another guy that could be a top two, top three round draft pick because that would be crazy, right, to have Joe out on one side, top five pick, and then have a guy on another side who could be a top two, three round pick on the other side. So did he pop off to you, um, you know, watching the film, watching Joe out? Yes, 100%. Listen, Sam Hartman, the the the, the transfer quarterback from Wake Forest, that's a happy man going into the 2023 season, Keith. No more deep mesh, and he got two bookend tackles to make sure he is upright. Because when I watched, as I'm watching Joe Alt, I remember somebody bringing up Blake Fisher to me and told me to keep my eyes on him. And, oh, he popped. Athletic, got out of his blocks with real good quickness and kind of explosiveness to, to that, that when he gets vertical in his pass sets, and, and, and when I mean vertical guys who don't know is that straight drop, not diagonal where he's dropping at an angle, but that straight drop back, he can cover ground. Uh, and, and he has good, you know, arm length look good, physical, just athletically gifted from what I saw. Like I, I can't wait to do a full deep dive on just him. Cause you know, of course you got to pay attention to the money maker, which is Joe Alt on that offensive line. But Blake Fisher absolutely popped to me. Um, and, and it's just a young man that I think, like you said, it's no more, hey, left tackle, right tackle, as much as we saw with Darnell Wright. It's just, can you play tackle? And Blake Fisher can play tackle. Okay, cool. That's what we need to know, right? That's what the people want to know. So when we're watching Notre Dame, we're watching the left side and we're watching the right side for not only Joe Alt, but, Joe Alt, but we're watching for Blake Fisher. Man, so I'm going to go back and I'm I'm real off a couple of names. They're talking about Wisconsin already. I have to talk about another guy that's on that Wisconsin offensive line. That is Nolan Rucci, listed at 6'8", 300 pounds, right? Like a big guy that can drive, drive block people off of the line of scrimmage, man. It's going to be really fun to watch. Definitely a name to note. I remember him from my time in recruiting. He was a highly talented football player. Um, And, you know, going to Wisconsin, I'm more than sure, right, they develop offensive linemen. He's going to be of the elk, right? Like, we're, this is a name we're going to hear. And who doesn't like name Nolan Rucci, right? It's just something about it. <laughs> that you should be just a, a high-caliber level uh, D1 athlete in some sport. Next up, DP, man, I'm talking about Tommy Brockemeyer. This guy, he actually has a twin brother, named James Brockemeyer. They both went to Alabama. They're actually Texas football legacy, meaning I think the grandpa and the father both played at University of Texas, the Longhorns, and they were twins on the same team, on the same high school team, and they both decided to commit and go to Alabama. So, you know, people say the SEC, we recruit, you know, we, we kind of recruit, man. I'm more than sure Texas wanted both of those boys. So, um, <laughs> but Man, he's transferred. He's left Alabama. He's at TCU now. The reason I'm bringing him up is because he played that tackle position, an athletic guy. I remember he had all of the tools, right, the requisite tools to be a, a good football player. And I want to see him, right, where it be minimal competition. He transferred for a reason, probably so he can get on the field immediately. I'm more than sure TCU is not loaded with five stars how Alabama is, right? So we will right. see this guy on the football field. So there's definitely a name to note to like, hey, he's off the radar because we haven't seen him play much at Bama. But him in the starting position, if he plays well, definitely stock up on this guy. And there's one other name I want to throw out there, and that is Florida State's offensive tackle. Man, when the last time we talked about Florida State having this much talent, right? Every every time we do a position kind of, 90s. you know, 
introduction yeah he, he they they have one player um and that's robert scott a guy that i think i gave a third or fourth round grade to last year when i watched him um big guy um athletic i think he had positional versatility could play tackle could play guard but i'm expecting him like i said man, another guy to make some noise deep into this you know nfl draft cycle this draft process um and guess what he's gonna be in primetime games he's gonna have some really good matchups we know they're gonna play clemson right and they're gonna play some of these other highly talented teams with these edge rushers that he's going to get his test right he's going to get tested um and, and he'll have every opportunity to show up Keith, I, listen, that deep name pulls and this class just keeps, it's just continues to go. Cause now you got me excited to go back and watch because Wisconsin is still in my region. I can't wait to watch them uh, and watch these big offensive linemen. But I got two names that I'll close out with over at Texas A&M offensive tackle. He plays right tackle. Ruben Fathery, the second, six, eight, 325 long arms, powerful, heavy handed puncher that I'm excited to watch him. Uh, and see just the movement. I want to get you know get a better feel for the movement skills. I w- remember watching him a little bit against Will Anderson, you know the Terminator, and he actually kind of handled himself pretty well, a lot better than I expected him to. Uh, dealing with a guy like a Will Anderson with that pedigree and his his motor and his skill set, but also the Darius Henderson transferring from Arizona State at six five three ten, going over to Michigan. Remember Michigan lost uh, Ryan. Um, I forget the the Ryan. The left, the left tackle. I can't remember his last name. But all I remember yeah. is that he, I gave him, I gave him like a day three grade. So like I, I wasn't extremely Ryan Hayes. That's what his name was. I, I knew it would come back to me. They lost him. He went to the NFL, and and I believe he was a day three pick as well. I think he was selecting on third round. But Darius Henderson, who a lot of people thought was going to come out this year, going back to school, going to the Big Ten, where he has a chance to really show that he can handle the power and athletes that the Big Ten have to. Uh, that, that they have over there on the defensive side of the ball and can really make himself some money, man. When you talk about they, this this class, guys, this class truly can be a legitimately 10, 12 offensive tackle group in the first three rounds of the 2024 NFL draft. This is one of those classes. This is one of them ones, like they say. This is one of them ones that, that we, we fast forward and did a couple of years and look back like, man, that 2024 class, May have been one of the better ones that we've that we've scouted in the last couple years, last five to ten years. Man, it's a really, really deep and talented class with a lot of size uh, in terms of height, weight, and arm length. That I, I can't wait to to get into and see what these guys uh, are, are made of and what they're gonna bring to the table. But guys, as always, we appreciate y'all, family. You know nothing but love here from from us on the Locked On NFL Draft Show. Happy Friday to y'all, man. Um, as always, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode. It's soon as it's available thank y'all for making locked on nfl jeff your first listen today and every day monday through friday you guys are family but you're also our everydayers understand that and take that proudly we're gonna come back on monday with linebackers we're finishing up with these uh, just linebackers i think we got safeties last to really get into the, the the introduction to the summer scouting and let you know names to get ready for for the 2024 nfl draft in terms of twitter you can find keith sanchez at the talent code i'm damian parson dp underscore nfl on twitter uh come and join the conversation again on monday on the locked on podcast network your team every day Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.